lightning. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akiba, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. And Lakeshe Nadira, she's the Empress who tells it like it is. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Good evening. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Lucky Shay Nidera, and joining me this evening is none other than my two beautiful co-hosts, Akila and Dr. Hakima. How you ladies doing? Hey, sis. All right, Thank all right, you. all right. All right, all right. So we tonight, okay, I, I got some juicy, juicy, juicy stuff for us to talk about, or at least that's how some people might phrase it. So tonight we're going to talk about SEX. Let's talk about sex. Now, is it important, overrated, or are we just over-sexualized? How has sex impacted the Black community, and where is our moral compass? So let's get right down to it. I know some years ago, there was a song out by some sisters by the name of Salt and Pepper here. And I think they had a song called Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. So tonight, the Roy Empress will be talking about sex. Baby. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump right on in. Huh. Oh, okay. We're going to be good, ladies. We're going to be good. We're going to be good. We got to put our righteous lens on. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, no we're talking about no words, none of that good stuff. So, <laughs> so let's, let's dive on in. And you said it again. So <laughs> I'm trying to be good. <laughs> sex, sex, sex. Uh, is it important? Yes. Is it overrated? Yes. Are we oversexualized? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess we will wrap up the show now. Sex is overrated. It's important and we're oversexualized. Thank you for joining. No, just <laughs> but, but I mean, honestly, we can answer yes to all of those questions, but obviously we have to put it in perspective. Okay, let's and, let's do that. Yeah. yeah, and why? You know, why is it important? I mean, you know, if we just deal with the with with the importance of it, and we're going to speak on the importance. I guess we'll talk about it from the standpoint of a relationship, of a committed relationship, marriage, that 
it is an important aspect. And I think a lot of people say that sex is unimportant. And I think that that's just not true. And you have a lot of people who get in trouble. I don't want to say get in trouble, but they have issues in their relationships because of incompatibility, oftentimes as it pertains to that, as well as the lack of the loss of interest in. And a lot of people feel like, well, you know, that you didn't marry me for that. You married me for other reasons. But it is a, a, a big factor, I think, in a relationship because it's, it's, it's almost like the, well, first of all, I think you guys already know that I think sex is, is, is a spiritual act. And so when you're married and, and you love that person, that coming together with that person, you know, brings out a certain energy and a certain spirituality when you come together. And I think that that's just extremely important. But it can be overrated if you think that you're just supposed to be out, I guess, all over town and spreading your love around. And of course, you know, the song is in my head, spread your love around. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, when you started off or when we started off this conversation, Akila, you mentioned that we would talk about it um, as it relates to um, uh, marriage and um, committed relationships. They actually change how we look at things because oftentimes when we hear about it even being overrated, um, a lot of that may stem just from us living in a world where everything is centered around sex, from TV commercials to the clothing that we find in stores to shoot the dog on cereal box. <laughs> everything stems from sex. So everything that we see on television, video games, um, things in department stores from the mannequins, Sometimes these things make it overrated, which therefore leads to uncommitted um, relationships and sex being considered to be overrated. So when you're dealing in a a committed relationship, I would like to think that it's a little different. I agree with you that there definitely is a spiritual component. Actually, I think the majority of um, our relationships in a committed um, relationship and marriage stems from uh, spirituality um, or sexual, yeah, sexually stems from spirituality. And so I would definitely agree in order for that to take place though, I believe that for it not to be overrated, um, we have to make sure that when we are coming together in a relationship that is committed or in a marriage that we really are coming from a spiritual perspective so that the engagement and interaction can follow and also be connected or have the same type of connectedness. You know, I think I guess the best way to look at sex is to put it in this right perspective so that we can procreate. It's like people's whole objective 
some people's whole objective when they approach sex is just for pleasure only. But pleasure is the incentive that God incorporated in the act so that it will we will want to procreate. There was a painful process when being the children on earth, would it? Because no one wanted to have sex, because we wouldn't want to procreate. But it's supposed to be an act of enjoyment between two people who love each other. It's supposed to be not just physical, it's supposed to be spiritual as well, like you said, Akilah. That part is missing from what it, that part is missing from society. It's not looked at as something as a spiritual act between two people who love each other. It's looked at as just a physical act. Let's express more. Let's express ourselves. But you shouldn't be expressing yourself with every damn body. That's the problem. But this is a European society. And in their society, sex is, it's an act of, it's like a pastime. It's just something you do. It's just something you enjoy. It's no spiritual aspect to it. We need to stop looking at sex in the perspective that the European looks at. I agree. I I um agree. Not look at sex just as time, you know, that was that is being used only for pleasure. And when we begin to look at things differently, then we can get more out of it. One of the things that I think about when I think about two people in a committed relationship coming together for the purpose of um, bringing their bodies to one another so that they can engage in an activity on a higher plane of existence, I think about the connection that the two people must have in order to be able to do that. Not just the connection that they have to have with one another, but also the connection that they have to have with the Creator. Many times, the average person, and I would say most people, never even make it to that point within their relationship. They don't get the opportunity to experience the spiritual aspect of the sexual encounter because oftentimes when individuals come together, it's based on, as you mentioned, um, Hakima, it's based on the mindset of the world and the worldly mindset teaches us that the only reason we should come together is for pleasure. And so if this is the only thing that I've been taught and this is the only thing that I know, then I'm looking at you and I'm objectifying you in such a way that these are the only reasons or this is our only purpose. So I couldn't possibly even think that there's anything that I'm anything else besides the pleasure that I should receive out of it. So you begin to cheat yourself before the act or before you even engage in the act. But when you have expectations of being able to be or have a meeting of the minds spiritually, which would stem from your spiritual meeting of the mind, you know, with, again, the creator, then now you're looking at it from a totally different perspective. And this is when you really are able to experience in complete fullness the rewards and the benefits of what the act, you know, should bring. 
part of what I think about too, when we think about this, as far as let's just go with, with casual sex and how people, when we talk about over-sexualization and mm-hmm. people want to have this free for all and people, particularly now with women wanting, you know, even with this whole feminist attitude that somehow we can just do whatever we want to do. It's our bodies. We can just have sex with everybody. And so when we talk about the spiritual component of it, we have to think about the energies that are exchanged with other people. And Mm -hmm. so there's this thing like sex and oral energy. And there is a swapping of energies when you have Mm -hmm. sex with someone. And that can build you up or it can tear you down depending on the person that you're exchanging those energies with. And that's something that we don't think about. And I remember some years ago, this, oh my God, probably 20 years ago. And I was on my way with my aunt to, to take her daughter to visit a college. And she was listening to this, this uh, preacher and he was talking about that exchange of energy between the man and the woman when they have sex. That was the first time I'd ever heard anybody talk about that energy exchange. Now there's been tons and tons of research sure. that has basically borne witness to this, that there is an absolute exchange, uh, uh, you know, the, the energy that you exchange, be it negative or positive. And so we wonder sometimes when we even look at ourselves and how confused we are, how crazy we act sometimes, because you're sitting up letting all kind of energy up in you. Absolutely. You know, and the other part that people, particularly women, don't think about is that, especially when you are sleeping with men and you sleep with multiple men and you particularly sleep with men without protection and you're allowing, you know, I don't want to get graphic, but you know, you're allowing everybody to deposit themselves inside of you. Sure. And there is a competitive nature in the male. So you're allowing his DNA, a part of him, his essence in you, now it's competing with other men and you walking around crazy as hell. And don't That's know. True. This is so true. And um, we, yeah, so it's like, okay, great. Yes, it's your body. You can do what you want to do. But then don't wonder why you are the way that you are when, 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 when spiritually you're bankrupt, when, when your energy is depleted because you're allowing people to suck the living life out of you sometimes just by that exchange of energy between you and this particular person. Absolutely. And sometimes even, even if, if your man comes home and he's in a, a really, really bad mood or he's just whatever, you don't really want to exchange that energy with him mm-hmm. because, you know, or vice versa. But the man, you know, the woman is, is acting in a peculiar way. But we really don't delve into sex that deeply because all we do is think on the surface level that it feels good, that I need this pleasure in my life, but you don't understand what comes behind that pleasure. And it's a psychological impact that most of us have. And, you know, we, we just don't realize that, but you absolutely change energies with people. And it's something that people, I think, really need to start talking about and understanding you know um i was reading something and it talked about how sexuality 
can either be an obstacle in your way, blocking us from enlightenment, or it can open your heart to love and grant us the ability to enjoy, you know, deep states of meditation and all of this. I mean, so it's it's like it it can get extremely deep when you really get into the exchanging of sexual energies and what that means. But we live in a society that oh when we talk about that over-sexualization that has made sex nothing more than an animalistic thing. And so when you have taken something like this act and, and put it on a lower level, then we think on a lower level. Certainly. You, you've touched on so many um, great points. Um, and there is a lot of research that's out there. And I really do. I really would like to encourage our listeners, you know, to go a step further um, to do some of that research. Because as Akila mentioned, when two people um, engage in sexual activity, there is a lot of energy that's being exchanged. The male to the woman and the woman to the man. You know, as women, we are like receptors. And so when a man does deposit, um, in us and when a woman um reaches a state and she's sharing her energy and putting that on the man the exchange that happens is very explosive and it can be extremely dangerous and as you were talking it reminded me of the laboratory which um when you think about the woman's womb this is actually what you're dealing with and i'm speaking of her you know physical womb also her mind as well which is also a representative but then it brought me to the kitchen you know the woman's kitchen is also a place where she is creating she's creating you know food to feed her family to feed herself and in this kitchen magical things happen when she begins to put together you know various different herbs and seasonings she's creating something that either can be good or it can be detrimental and it's the same that's taking place in her womb space. So when a woman allows a man to enter her, whether it's protected or unprotected, and I'm talking of the, from the physical standpoint of protected or unprotected, because in truth, yeah, we may look at it as it relates to, you know, condoms and things like that. But what about the protection and the unprotection of the energy that we allow to enter us? And so just like, a, like I've mentioned many times before, I wouldn't dare cook a meal for my family if my energy was not right. Because I understand that as the master cook, as the person who's preparing this meal, then I'm responsible for my family and I would not dare want to poison them just because of my energy being off. And the same way with the woman. So when a man has multiple partners, or a woman even has multiple partners, then you're really playing kind of like a Casper the Friendly Ghost because you have all these various energies that's being transferred. You know, I remember um, years ago, um, probably like about 10, maybe about 12, 13 years ago, I was getting a certification as a um, medicine woman um, through our dear sister, the great Queen of Four. And this came up in one of our intimate classes. And she was just talking about this very um, thing. 
and how women and men alike, you have to be very careful because even when you're attempting to take yourself to a higher level um, during the process of fasting, you could wonder why is it that I'm, I'm feeling good? I was feeling great. You know, I was fasting. I was keeping my mind focused. I was praying. I was studying. I was meditating, you know, and then all of a sudden you engage in an activity with your spouse or, you know, with your companion. And then all of a sudden you got sick. What happened? Well, if you were doing all these things and then they weren't and they entered into you or you entered into them, then now you have an exchange of energy that did not match up. And, you know, now you have a spirit on you that you have to release from. So back to what you were saying, Akilah, there's so much um, to kind of be dealt with. I don't, I know we're going a little deep here, um, but I just really want those who are listening to, there's nothing wrong with going a little deep, you know, because as we continue in this conversation, of course, there are things that we want you to take note of, but it's all about self-evaluation. It's all about attempting to figure out where we are and how do we play a role in this whole scheme of things. That was pretty deep. You know, we, we talk about exchanging energies, but we also need to address the change in bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very, very important that you're exchanging more than just energy. You're mm-hmm. changing from my body to your body or from their body to your body. That's what we're doing. I don't know if you've ever noticed people who look, who, who have been with each other for a long time and been sexually active, they start to kind of look alike because you're becoming one. The act of sex is becoming one with your partner. So you take that on, they take it, you start on that physical level, but you're working towards something spiritual and that's something that people don't think about. Before you lay down with this person, is this somebody you want to become one with? Is this someone that you want to go to a next level with? And if you don't think enough of them to go to the next level, you shouldn't be laying down with them. You know, sex gives brings that creative energy. So if when we partake in a lot of sex, we're taking away from the create, we're diminishing our creative creativity because it's the same energy. You notice when you, when people are fasting from sex, they can direct that energy to some other projects that they would have would have used or I won't say wasted but would have used in the sexual act so that's something that we have to keep in mind see the enemy wants to keep you sexually active because he ain't got to worry about you being creative and getting yourself out of this situation that we're in as black people if he have us running around sleeping with each other we ain't mastering nothing we're too busy trying to put each other on our backs and our stomachs so it's something that we need to understand that sex has been used as a weapon to control us. And out of that, we've used sex as a weapon to control each other, male and female, in our community. To, to um, add to what you're saying, and I didn't even really add to it, um, when you mentioned about the energy that's being exchanged and almost... Um, I'm trying to think of exactly what you said, but I just want to make sure just for clarity purposes, when we are exchanging energy and we, you're absolutely right in terms of the creativity, 
But what I have come to understand is that the creativity is lost when you're engaging with in acts of randomness. Right, exactly. So for those who feel that it's okay, and as Akila mentioned earlier, you know, the movement of the thinking of women and men alike who feel like, hey, I can share myself with the world and hell, it's my body and I do it as I please and as I want to, those can very well be looked upon as random just acts who may have various different types of um, mindsets, um, energy, etc. But when you're engaged in an activity, and this is why we started off the conversation by specifically saying in this um, conversation with the Royal Empress, we really are focusing on committed relationships and um, what comes out of those relationships. Because of course, when you're engaged in this powerful creative force of coming together with your mate who you are committed to, then instead of taking away from the creativity, you're bringing two forces together that creates something more powerful than what was prior to coming together. So there's a big difference um, than random acts of passing uh, energy and bodily fluids and so forth and so on. So I just wanted to to um, throw that in there. Yeah. And, and for me, even when you discuss body fluids, I mean, that, that to me is still a whole part of the whole energy aspect because it's just when I use the term deposit, <laughs> that's right. because, because those fluids that you exchange are still a part of an essence that's coming from you into that other person. So, and it's, and it's that, that when I talked about how you know, those who have engaged with multiple people, it's, it's, it's those things that cause the confusion between the men. Now, the other part we have to think about too, is that when we have sex with people, we produce a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is a bonding hormone. It causes you to bond with that other person. It's the same hormone that women produce with their babies when they're breastfeeding. Right. And so it creates that bond. So therefore, what happens when you have multiple partners? You become schizophrenic. Exactly. <laughs> you have there are multiple, <laughs> multiple personalities. <laughs> You have a variety of bonding that's going on at the same time yeah. and a variety of connections and it becomes unstable. Mm -hmm. So you have a man who's been out and he's been sleeping with this one and that one, or you have a woman who's been out and she's been sleeping and exchanging that energy, that precious, powerful energy with so many multiple people. Then when you come back and you come together, Basically, you're just pizzazzing all over each other because you're bringing all of this. So it, you might as well, it's really having a, a orgy. <laughs> I mean, really. Right, without all without of Without the presence of the physical bodies. Right. Because in your bed, and 
it, you are literally passing around. You might, you're just passing one another around from person to person, which is represented in all the people that you slept with for the week, the month, the year, or whatever. And this is why it's so important. Um, when I have clients who come in uh, and they are attempting to get over a relationship where there has been an exchange, a sexual exchange, and I always talk about how you have to really be ready to release and let go because to move on, in order for you to effectively move on to the next relationship, if there's going to be another relationship or just move on and get past that person, you have to go through a purification process. You have to completely detoxify yourself physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, and get rid of all of the deposits spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally that have been left on you. And if you don't, then you take all those people with you. All the men or all the women that you've been engaged with in a sexual nature, you take them with you, even if it has not been physical. Let's say you didn't have a re physical relationship with them, but you exchange the mental, the spiritual, the emotion. Again, there's still a detoxification process that has to take place. But when there has been a physical relationship on top of the other three, then most definitely because that chemistry that is created and all that, those things that have been left behind. And when I say deposit, of course, I'm speaking in all of those areas. You know, you really have to um, dig deep and get to the root of it so that you can pull and just like you, you know, if, if a plumber was coming out and they're trying to unclog your drain and they may have to do a serious rod out, right? So they have to get the biggest tool that they can find. They have to get a special tool that allows them to get down out and get deep. And this is really a similar process and releasing yourself of these energies, you know, um, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. The worst so, thing, I'm sorry. The worst thing somebody can do is I'm listening to you because I hear so many people say this. I have, I have been advised by other people. The best way to get over a relationship is with another. No, it's not. Foolish. The foolish way to get over a relationship. That's the fool. That's all. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I these people who say these things and I, and and listeners <laughs> just just be patient with me cuz it's it's the people who say these things that get all these other relationships or get other people in trouble because sometimes i believe we just sit around and make stuff up what sense does that make for the best way for you to get over or a relationship is to jump into another one. You would have to be really psychologically imbalanced to even believe that something like that is true. Mathematically, it does not even make sense. That's like somebody saying the best way to, to you know, get over a broken arm is to go break another one. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't even know. Real talk. Though. Real talk. Right. Well, right. Real talk. <laughs> it, it, it makes absolutely 
no sense. And for those of you who take advice from idiots, you know, <laughs> I really, really hope, and I guess you probably don't know, and no offense here, but we just need to do a better job at making sure that the people that we're getting advice from, let's look in deeper into their situation and their relationship. Because I guarantee you the same one who tells you this foolishness are the same ones who, who are sitting around wishing and hoping, you know, that they were engaged in some type of activity of some sort. But we, we really need to um, stop with this. <laughs> this is silly. Take, you're taking stuff with you, but you also project onto another person unresolved feelings that you have for the person that you just got out of a relationship with. Teach on this. Teach. Yeah. And it's unfair to that other person, but it's also unfair to you. Yeah. And, it, it is. Yeah. But we also have to use common sense as well when we're engaging with people. Uh, you know, what, what is common sense? I guess you're right. What, what is common sense? <laughs> the things that you, Akila Hakima, may think is common sense may not be common to someone else. And, I mean, it would be nice if everybody was pulling from a place you know, a, a higher level of thinking, but that's just not the case. They are so easily influenced. Hmm. And so what, so I guess what I view as common sense is not necessarily common sense to the next person, but there's been such a conditioning. And so like, even when we go back to talking about over-sexualization and, and what we see in the media and what they're showing us on TV, and, you know, we're talking about the exchanging of energies and how we have to be careful. But society is telling you, no, sex, 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 sex. Society is telling you, go out and, and do all of these things. And probably because they want you walking around crazy and chaotic, or as you say, you know, almost in a, in a schizophrenic type state. And many of us do that. But then we lash on to everything. I think we had a podcast one time we were talking and I said, you got women, some women out here trying to out freak each other. We talk about that. So like, as we're talking about the impact and where's our moral compass in the black community, as it pertains to sex, it's like, where is our moral compass? Well, you know, what, what do we think is morally acceptable and not acceptable in our communities as it pertains to sex? Because again, we got everybody who wants to say my body, I can do what I want to do. Oh, it's freedom. Oh, you know, religious people will make you try to suppress your sexuality and all of this. And it's not about suppressing anybody's sexuality, but there is a time and a place for everything. And, you know, it like something that's popular right now, this whole thing with Jill Scott. I'm sure you guys have seen the video. And um, yeah, I was able to get to maybe through a, a couple of seconds of it, and I, I, I passed on the rest. You, you yeah. want to enlighten us a little bit more and tell us more? <laughs> tell our audience for those who may not know. So you know, I don't even really want to get into the whole thing because 
it's so it was graphic and i would just say tell people to just go look at the video themselves because but she was simulating oral sex with the microphone that she was mm. seeing and you know without going all into detail about it it was it was very provocative <laughs> it was de- it was very graphic and now i'm of the mindset that this was her show and and you know somebody had a camera phone and videotaped it and of course made it go viral which you know mm-hmm. that that's me and my whole thing with all these camera phones and everything now too I watched the entire song, so she had a point to it at the end, but because of the mentality, unfortunately, I think of some of our people and just even the the way that we have almost cheapened sex, I think, in our community, that you have people talking about it now in such a way, and hey, we're talking about it, right? Right, right. It's, It's become this topic but in a negative, in a, in, a, in a somewhat of a negative way, because people are now, you know, making memes and joking and, you know, oh yeah, I want to, I want to be a microphone and go to Jill's house. And, oh, I didn't know she got down like that. And so now you're being basically reduced yeah. as this woman mm-hmm. to a sex act versus the intelligent brilliant woman that you are yes yes oh my god you know i i i I thank you for putting it in that way i thank you for articulating it in that way i know already that there are going to be those out there who are listening who are not going to agree you know with our perspective and which is absolutely fine and it goes back to the whole thing with the freedom and the ability to just be able to just do as you want and be as free as you like and you know whatever but as you mentioned it reduces to me it does it reduces you to something that is so beneath us as the queens of the universe that we, I mean, the universe that we are, when we are, or when we recognize and understand how powerful and how masterful we are, then it's not necessary to me that in order for me to captivate you, in order for me to mesmerize you, in order for me to turn you on, then I have to freak myself out completely to satisfy the lowest of the lowest desires. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, and if that's all I'm capable of doing, or if that's all that you're able to get um, a rise out of, then are we any different from the animals that walk around on their fours, living the life of a beast? Because if you think about it, most animals, that's what they do. They have sex, they eat, they sleep, they have sex, they <laughs> eat, they sleep, they may play, they have sex, they <laughs> eat, they sleep, and they play. What is the dang on difference? Have we not risen 
surpassed being a beast on all of our fours. Or, I mean, and again, don't get me wrong. Yes, we have the freedom. Yes, we can do, do it however we like, <laughs> wherever we want, and all of this kind of stuff. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that I don't desire to appeal to your lowest desire only. That makes sense. I use desire twice. But I, it is not my intention to only be able to appeal to that appetite of the opposite sex. It would seem to me that the higher you're connected or the more connected that you are to the universe that you've come from, then the easier it will be to captivate the desire of a man or a woman because you're able to speak life into their nature, but not just their physical nature below the belt. I should be able to put on a performance and you say, well, dang, you just left me just like, oh man, that was orgasmic. But not orgasmic because it left me feeling some kind of way. And now I, you know what I'm saying? And again, I don't want anybody to get me wrong where I'm, you know, where I'm coming from here. Um, it's just that we, we do too much sometimes. And my God, if this is the only thing that, you know, cause it, it seems like since this, based on, you know, our conversation previously when we were ch chatting about this, it seems like this um, act of entertainment has people just, <laughs> men, women, and children just kind of, I don't know. Um, it's showing where we really are mm -hmm. and that we really haven't grown much. And it's I would really hope that in this day and time, that we would have graduated. I would expect this to be the response, you know, from what I've, what I've been hearing. I would expect these kind of responses to come maybe from teenagers, little boys, little girls, you know, not grown men and women who don't know how to control their nature and their appetite. These are the same things that get us in trouble. This is why leadership, men and women alike, is so um corrupt because oftentimes people cannot rise above these emotions so it's it's disappointing to me yeah i agree with you it's very disappointing as a people we've brought into this sexism mentality that the woman can only bring the only value that a woman has is sex and we've bought into that mindset I know uh, Sister Minister Ava talked about about that in her in her book, Moving uh, a New Unit of Measurement, uh, about how we as a people, especially women, along with the men, have bought into the mentality of sexism. As if 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 a man is not treating you in that way, it's he's weak. And if a man is not trying to bring you on that level we'll we'll put ourselves on that level and we'll try to bring that man down to that sex level we bought into that whole sexism mentality and we need to 
throw that mentality back. We need to accept our own and be ourselves. Also, in, in the uh, book, Sister Minister Ava talked about us being the woman, being caught up in this war that the enemy has with God. With God. His whole will is to thwart, his whole desire is to thwart the will of God. And, and that is through the destruction of the black woman. So we have to be mindful of that. They'll promote us being sexual creatures all day long. See how much play this is getting right now. But how much play is it going to be for a sister who's trying to resurrect her people? She ain't going to get no play in the media. So we have to be mindful of that as black women. We have to fight that. It's a war going on, and we don't even realize we caught up in it. We have to fight that mentality. Stop allowing ourselves and stop contributing to the demise of us as black women and minimizing us to just be sex objects or to be sex, to be sexy all the time. I'm so sick of black women. Uh, uh, I'm sexy. I'm so sick and tired of that term. We always want to be looked at as sex, sex objects. We always want to have our breasts out. We always want to have our butt out. We always want to show our shape. But the minute some man reduces you to just sex, you upset about it. You reduce yourself to that. So that's my take on it. And, you know, I'm, I'm very strongly about that. Yeah. And I think it's confusing babies all over the world. Because these little babies, their nature is to want to drink milk. <laughs> and so all around the world, babies are crying. When <laughs> because they think it's time for them to start drinking milk and feeding. <laughs> because we're over sexualize and overexposing body parts, you start thinking that Kentucky Fried Chicken is on every corner because you see legs and breasts and thighs. You know, <laughs> white meat and dark meat alike. And so it becomes a state of confusion. Children hungry and they thinking it's time to eat. Babies thirsty thinking it's time to drink. You know, <laughs> It's a lot of confusion going on. <laughs> I can say you're crazy. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, look how I, I agree with you on that. Look at the mentality. Is because I promise you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What she said. Oh, go ahead. All I'm thinking about is these babies looking at these breasts, girl, <laughs> <laughs> and ready to eat, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> and some of these men too. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, but I, like, I yeah, I just saw a meme the other day, and I just looked at that and said, "This is ridiculous." Some, and I, I don't remember the exact wording in the caption, but it was a woman gonna do what she got to do to make sure her man eat. And so it has a the illustration is a woman, and she got her breast, and she's putting it in her man's mouth. And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous! This oh, is boy. ridiculous!" It's oh my god when i saw that i just i was just so angry at that and i said this is sickening this yeah. whole black woman as a sex goddess is getting on my damn nerves it's, <laughs> we yes we are we are god in feminine form but that's not the same as being a sex goddess we want to be worshipped for our bodies every time you see a sister on, on some type of video what is she doing posing where you can see her shape i, I don't understand it don't you worth more than that? Don't you bring more to the table than that? Well, what about every time you see a um a Facebook picture? Not necessarily only a Facebook picture, but why is it that we always want to pose with our behinds 
facing the camera with us turning around looking backwards. So you see <laughs> ass cheeks, excuse my language. And when I say ass, I say A-Z-Z, okay? I'm not cutting. <laughs> but our assets <laughs> are the first thing that you see. So what does that mean? You want me to meet you where you are? Oh, so you need me to be introduced to your ass first, your assets. Oh, okay. So, hey, how you doing? First, I see your cheeks. Oh, and then here you are. Here's a handshake. We're confused. Everything is upside down, and I think we need to turn this <laughs> thing around. <laughs> don't, that go in, don't that go into us using it? Using sex as a weapon is a form of control because we do. Well, if I think that that's my, if I think that that's my best attribute, if I've been told that that's my best attribute, then yeah, I'm going to use that one because that's, that's the best that I got. You know, Anita Baker said, giving you the best that I got. This is all, this is the best that I got. <laughs> these tits, these ads, this is the best that I got. You know, I don't have brains. I don't have the other stuff. So this is the only thing that I have to offer you. But that's what we've been taught. And that's what we believe. And I believe a lot of this goes way back. You know, I mean, I, well, I, I don't even want to go in that direction. That's a whole nother conversation. I was going to bring up Sarah Bartman and just some of the other things that, um, that our slave masters had fun with us and put us on display. And even when you look at some of the um, singers and actors, even a Josephine Baker and others, no disrespect to my sisters, but a lot of them were used as objects of sexual desire and the appetite of, you know, men. And so to be popular to was to be pretty and to show these things and to use this as the ticket to get me in the door, the meal ticket. So it was like having a, you know, a leg or a thigh or a breast or a wing because it was a meal ticket. So, but I don't want to get off the subject. <laughs> so <laughs> I've already have. So yeah, but we, 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 we do a lot of things when you're talking about control Many of us play coy. Mm. I don't dress like this for men. Bullshit. Excuse my language. <laughs> what you right? They lying. You ain't dressing like that for me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some of them are. But well, no, they. you're right. I agree with you. They some sister lying. Okay. So that's a, that's a whole other situation right there. But <laughs> so, but I'm saying that we we want it multiple ways you know some of these i'm telling i'm sorry some of the stuff that we're saying and i'm like i think because of the subject i'm like man people's minds can go all over the place just because because of the low nature of sometimes of how we think but anyway we we say that we don't do these things for men we say we don't want a certain amount of attention. And then we get the attention and then we're offended. And then we want to say, well, I should be able to wear what I want to wear. That a man should just respect. You want him to act other than himself. 
It is his nature to be attracted to you, to be attracted to your form. And when you okay. use it to get his attention, then you dog him for paying you some attention. Right. And it's, it's just, it amazes me that we do that. And it's like, let's be realistic. You cannot walk around with a see-through dress on and then say <laughs> a man shouldn't say nothing to you. And you just, no. got, you got, you got everything just all out, like, like spread out like a, a, a buffet. <laughs> and he's not supposed to stand in the buffet line. I mean, come on, hey. man. Hell, we look. I, 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 I don't like women that way. I love my sisters, but I ain't liking no sister in that way. But damn, you get other women's attention. We everybody turn around, and look at you. Everybody in the room look at you and say, "Damn, <laughs> you, did, you just put it, did you just put it all out there on display for everybody to see it? It's like a painting. Everybody's gonna come look at it. Okay, so, that's what you wanted. That's what they want. I said when you left out the house. Oh yeah you already knew or desired or wanted a certain level of attention because yep. if you didn't you would have went back and changed some stuff up so don't come out acting surprised what you looking at child you know what we all looking at men and women alike <laughs> and then and then now do men have to be held to a certain standard? Absolutely. Just because you see it don't mean you get to touch it. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, oh, absolutely. You know, that's so a whole other so, story. So as we're saying this, let's be very clear. Yeah, that's a whole other story. I don't care what she has on, keep your hands to yourself. Okay. You know, because I, I, we never want to be accused of saying, well, you think, you know, you saying that, so you think men, no, 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 that's not what we're saying. Not at all. But we are saying that you still put sex in his face and you put sex on his mind. But now, let's be realistic. Men do the same thing with their little muscle shirts, mm -hmm. with their little gray sweatpants, as the, all the women talk about nowadays. Oh, my God. Lord, let me tell y'all. Now, <laughs> I, let me, okay, I. And but I'm just saying that we're all, why are we doing it? Stop acting like you're not trying to get someone's attention, but you're not trying to get their attention with your mind. And this is the thing. And when you, when you made that comment though, this, this took me back, you know, I always got something personal to share, but it's not just the women that do this. You're absolutely right. It's the men that do it too. And we yeah, with the muscle shirts or whatever. I was in a business meeting probably about a month ago, maybe month and a half because it was a little warm outside i'm at a panera and me and um the sister who i was meeting with there was a brother who was sitting behind us and i knew he was sitting behind us because i saw all of a sudden he got up he moved his things and he decided to sit in front of us well mainly in front of me because her back was facing him and i was wondering like why did he move but you know no big deal i continue to talk and I look down, like, okay, you know, there's a table, and then, you know, I can see through the table or, you know, underneath the table. And he's sitting there with his legs open. Oh, get on that leg open, brothers. Thank you. He had like a, I, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> like, okay, what in the heck is this? But he wanted us, he wanted me, mm -hmm. he wanted somebody to see him. 
but I don't know if he had a piece or something in there. I don't know what that was. It, it, it kind of like snuffleupagus, you know, like the, it, was just, it was just weird. And so I could not, I can no longer concentrate in the meeting because and so the person, she couldn't see what I was looking at. And she's like, what is going on? And I'm like, and she just sees me. I'm like crying. Like at this point, like tears are coming down my eyes because I couldn't get it out of my mouth. I'm like, um, you know, like, oh my God. And she was like, what? And so finally she turned and looked and we were just like, what? But you mean to tell me you got your behind up to move your seat because you are attempting to get the intention to, I don't know what. So yeah, it's not just women who do this. Of course no. it is women. And yes, you're right. You're right. So I guess I felt what men feel like all the time <laughs> for a moment, like, whoa, because I assume that you had to be doing this for me. Mm -hmm. So when a man sees a woman, whether she thinks she's doing it for him or not, he may assume in his mind, you, you did this. You didn't put these tight little pants on for me, or you didn't put these little you know, breast out for me. I don't know. It's just going back to the original question in our introduction, you know, asking, are we living in an over-sex, over-sexualized, you know, society? And yes, because everything points back to yes, we are. You know, the ones who have the well-defined chest, you know how they make they, their, their pecs move independently? <laughs> Yeah, when they make, they a, make jump, a jump, jump right? You know? And I'm so I'm, I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> that we that that they do it too. And and uh -huh. your point in doing that is what? So yes, as you're doing over sexualization, why are we trying to sexually tempt one another to conquer? Yeah. To Say conquer. That again. I mean, to conquer. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's all us a conquest. We become predators. We feeding off each other. This is what we do. We sit up and feed off each other. In, in a community where everybody sleep with each other is a horrible community. Ain't no sisterhood or brotherhood because everybody is swept with everybody. Mm -hmm. So it destroys a community. All the children related. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, because, my God. But I'm just saying, like, what kind of community can you have when everybody's sleeping with everybody? It's mm. ridiculous. There's the brothers can't be brothers because hey, you looking at my girl or my wife. The sisters can't be sisters because you sleeping with my man. You know, it, it, it's ridiculous why we feel that we have to sleep with each and everybody. You know, Lil Wayne had this song years ago, and I hated that song. If I could sleep with every girl in the world was the worst song to me ever. Because why the hell would you want to sleep with every girl in the world? Because that means you be sleeping with your damn relative. What kind of person thinks like that? Someone who's a who's a predator, and we are being predators on each other. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Somebody who has a low moral compass, and, absolutely. And as we were talking about that, and that is part of it—the morality, you know. And we're not the morality police, not at all. And it has nothing to do with religion, but morals are still important. You don't have to you don't have to profess any kind of faith to have morals to have integrity, to have all of that. Sex is a beautiful experience. It's a beautiful act. Absolutely. But it's not meant for everybody. It's not, you, there, something has to be left to somebody that's special 
it has to come back to being what it was designed to be. And we have gotten so far away from that, but we've gotten away from that because we, for the most part, in my opinion, have, we have allowed this society to teach us something and to, to basically make something that actually is good, not so good. <clears throat> Yeah, because, because we're doing we're doing all kinds of things, and I mean, and even just going back to that whole the uh, Jill thing, when you get women online saying, "Oh, that wasn't nothing. I can do a better job," and you're publicly saying this, <laughs> trying to promote their services, you, it's you a commercial. What do it's you commercial. what do you think the men are going to think when you say that? So now they're looking at you in a certain manner. And so it's like, we have to have some moral compass. We cannot allow sex to just, you know, make us morally bankrupt. Well, we just right. think it's just a free for all. And you know, what, what's next? We just all walk around naked and just jump on each other, <laughs> you know, at, at will, because it's ridiculous. And then it has not, and then you, and again, as we go back, You'll all be running around here crazy as all get out. But then maybe that's why some of us are so damn crazy right now. Mm -hmm. You know, you we know, can't I, get past it. I want to go back to when you said, hey, we ain't moral police. Hey, our people need moral police. We actually need, we need a police force that deal with just morals. Because some people just need a pumpkin head right where they do that silly act. They just need to get a pumpkin head <laughs> right there. <laughs> they do. They need a pumpkin head right there. So somebody like you see a sister walking down the street half naked. She needs a pumpkin head right there. That'll stop all this madness. Cause who's she trying to tip? She trying to tip somebody's husband, somebody's son, somebody's brother. Maybe what she's she just trying, trying to, to be do. free, Dr. Hakima. You said maybe what? She, maybe she's just trying to be free. Yeah, okay, but free to do what? And then we need a moral police force to be free to give out pumpkin heads. The same with that brother that want to get in front of the sisters, take off his shirt, and sit gap laying because he's trying to promote himself. He need a pumpkin head too. That'll stop all this madness. The reason why we so free to do what we want to do in this devil society because the devil society don't have no accountability. You see, in God's society, there's accountability, and that's why it's morality in God's society. That's what we need to bring upon our community. People just need to start getting pumpkin heads and they'll act right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no problem being the chief of police. I ain't got no problem doing it. Because if you're out here bogus, you need a pumpkin head and maybe you'll act right. I remember the minister mentioned something about the days of these, these singers getting on stage and disrespecting a black woman. He said, we need, it's going to be a day. We're going to pull you off the stage and whoop you. It's coming to that day. We need that. Some of our people are just so damn rebellious. And they need a pumpkin head. Maybe they'll be thinking about, I need to act right. <laughs> we can't be on stage disrespecting ourselves. True, this is true. But, I, but, but keep in mind, it all goes back to that perpetrating that sexist society that has been brought upon us, upon us by white supremacy. So every person that, that contributes to upholding that white supremacist mindset of, of holding the black woman down or woman down, period, needs to get a pumpkin head. They all need to deal with the consequences. The day of accountability is coming. All right, I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. You know, it reminds me, <laughs> um, it, it reminds me um, I um, recently saw, um, Nat what is it, Napoli Ever After? The movie 
um, with yeah. Sanaya Lathan, and yeah. they were yeah. a part in there where she kind of dealt with that in, you know, um, um, being in advertising, and it seemed as if every time she went, you know, to present, um, the things that they were more attracted to was the sex that was selling, you know, women saying something to turn a man on, and, you know, and they were promoting, you know, alcohol, but everything was centered around sex. And anytime, you know, something else was presented, it was considered to be boring. But that is because that is the accepted norm. That is the order and the call of the day. This is what we do. This is what people are used to. It's almost like it ain't going to be fun if, if it's absent, you know? <laughs> it, it's, it's unfortunate. It's really, it's really unfortunate. But we do have to be about the business of using our creative forces to change the moral compass or, or bring it up to the standard that it should be and not accepting and continuing to repeat a cycle. Because I even noticed that the newer generation, they seem to be a little more, I don't even know if the word is tolerant, but it's like Satan has done a very good job of making everything fair seeming. Mm -hmm. So things that were once considered disrespectful, inappropriate, are now just the norm. You know, as we've heard many times, um, I know especially uh, listening to various lectures, um, there used to be a time when you could not hang, a woman could not even think about hanging her undergarments on the, the line outside, you know, to dry your clothes on the line. That was like, oh my God. Now, I mean, people are coming out the house with undergarments. So things have definitely, in the name of freedom, in the name of this is who I am and you're going to accept me for who I am and you're judging me if you think of me as being anything other than who I am. So we really are like the upside down cake right about now. And we, we need to determine right side up yeah we live in a society that has a, a porn industry that's multi-billion dollar yeah. industry so we know that sex sells yeah people have sex addictions uh people have all sorts of issues even even sexual deviance and all of this mental issues as it pertains to it. So compass and the moral police and pumpkin heads that, that you want to set, give out. <laughs> we have some people. <laughs> yeah, but there are some people who really don't know any better. Because they've been bred in it. Yeah. They've come up in it. And it's all that they know. Sometimes it's just limited exposure. <clears throat> You know, pain is a great small. teacher. Pain is a great teacher. Yeah. <laughs> a, child, a child a child, don't know that the stove is hot either, do it? And when they touch it, they get burned. They say, damn, that, I understand now I ain't supposed to touch that. Yeah, well, but you <laughs> can't. Yeah. I get that. But in this instance, you're not going to change the mentality of the people if they don't know any better. If that's all you, if you grow up and that's what sells and that's what, so if you grow up and mama pays the bills because she's on her back and that's the only thing that you see and that's how you feel that you're supposed to make it 
then that's what you do until you see something and you're exposed to something different. So yeah. of it is absolutely exposure and the limited exposure that many people have. They don't, you know, I've always been taught, you know, when you know better, you do better. Some people really don't know better until they are shown better. And okay. you got to be able to reach these people sometimes where they are you have to tell sometimes you have to tell a woman she has to understand that she's beautiful with her clothes on but if you're always getting a certain amount of attention or because we have a media that promotes a certain thing you know i can make money look at the strip clubs how many women are in there working in the strip clubs half of those women I had a friend of mine who was a bouncer at a strip club. And actually I've known several people who worked at strip clubs. And many of them say a lot of the women are emotionally damaged and emotionally scarred. And they're doing what they have to do because, you know, stripping, prostitution, they say is one of the oldest professions. Mm -hmm. So you, you, know, you, I got you, you go ahead. You know, I you know, I got rebuttal. I, I, I got a rebuttal for that. <laughs> I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm gonna get, I want to. I want to repeat the story that that Mr. Farrakhan tells us a conversation he had with Bosom Elijah Muhammad when a little girl who claimed she didn't know that she wouldn't be wouldn't sleep with nobody, and when he said to him, "Did she do it in per, in private or did she do it in the public?" Because if she did it in the public, she ain't know. If she did it in private, she know. I mean, we all have a self-accusing spirit. And I understand what you're saying. There are situations where people do what they got to do or they feel it's the only avenue for us to do it. But when that woman look in the mirror and she say, I'm going to use sex to get what I want in this world. I want to I use it as, as, a, as a form of a weapon or a form of power. Then she's just, she's just as wicked as the man that puts her in that situation. I'm just saying. Yeah. We in a day of accountability. All these people, yeah, you get a certain level of mercy, but God's mercy is running out. Because how long has Minister Farrakhan been teaching? People can't say they don't know no more. Because he's been teaching far too long. And as we are taught, he is our mercy and his time is almost up. So black people, you better start listening. You better get every lecture of the minister. You better get every lecture of every conscious black preacher that's out there or a black minister or, or leader and learn something because mercy, your mercy is almost up. I heard that. <laughs> I, I got I got charged, but I had to say it because yeah, I agree with you. We, it's true. I agree with you, but we just had a time where God is saying uh, uh, the the hourglass is, is the saying is almost gone. How long are people gonna say they don't know? And, you know, in the Quran it says when God comes to judge them, it, it say, oh well, let me go back. When he said the conversation he having with them is I had I raised up all kind of messages from among you. But they answer is, well, see, let me go back and I'll prove it to you that I'm really righteous. But God says, no, I ain't falling for that. You don't get no opportunity to do it over. You had all your opportunities. So that's my that's my rebuttal. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Satan, Satan is a mug. Yeah. You got, you got, you got several forces that are fighting, that that are vying for the minds and the souls of the people. I feel and in this day and time, you know, what's being shown to people, what they're mostly exposed to, 
It's Satan's world. So this is what you get. And I, I just want to make sure that um, for our listening audience, I just really want to be very clear that because we all have opinions and all of our opinions are going to differ, our opinions are not going to be the same, but they are our opinions nonetheless. And when we choose to offer um, what we may consider to be the best way or the right way, it does not mean that we're making a judgment or condemning our people. It simply means that we are providing a perspective um, and really offering possible solution for those who might choose to want to take it. But most importantly, again, it is an opinion that we share or that we have. Don't have to like it. You don't even have to love it. And again, this is not to condemn anybody for anything. Our desire, even when we started off with this podcast, was to be able to reach the masses of our people, for those of our sisters in particular, but brothers included, to provide you know, information and educational resources and give you things that maybe you don't get a chance to hear on an everyday normal basis, a different perspective. Because right now there's so much filth that's out here that we do want to be able to give you something other than what all of us might be used to and seeing out here in this wicked world that we live in. When you see, when you have the truth, you know that time is running out and you're going to challenge your people because the ur- they have to see the urgency in the time. You have to be aware of the times. So, of course, we're going to come hard on some, top- on some topics. We're going to come hard on our people because we love our people. We love you. We're going to challenge you because we love you. One of the challenges that we need to do is we need to nurture our moral compass. That's what we need to do. We need to start looking at ourselves and how much we give in to the thinking of society. We need to find out if it's right. Just because everyone else is thinking it or everyone else is doing it does not make it right. You have a self-accusing spirit. That's God in you. He put himself in you. And when something is wrong, that's the voice to tell you, you know that's wrong, right? And the more you listen to it, the stronger it gets, the louder it gets. But the more you ignore it, the lighter it gets, and eventually you don't even hear it. Work on nurturing that. We need to stop using sex as a weapon. It's not a weapon. It's not used to hurt anyone. It's not used to control anyone. We don't withhold sex because we mad at somebody and it's, I'm going to teach them a lesson. Sex is not a weapon. We don't use sex so we can say, I want to control them. I'm going to keep giving them sex to get what I want or to control their actions. That is not what sex is. We've already established that sex is a spiritual act. It's an act used to procreate on a physical level, but procreate on a spiritual level. And my last challenge. You said what? Yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) I I, I, I stand by that. You're right. I agree with you on that. We're definitely. I've been married for 22, going on 23 years. I strongly agree. (laughs) (laughs) The last last challenge, I say, seek wisdom, my brothers and sisters. We come with a lot of knowledge, wisdom, a lot of passion. You know I come with a lot of passion. We come with a lot of passion because we love you and we want you to get the strong message. 
sex, I've already said this. I don't want to keep talking about how beautiful sex is. Folks might start. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute, sister. Wait, wait, wait. You're the one. You, that, you keep talking about how beautiful sex is, right? You're going to have all kind of brothers in your inbox. Listen, <laughs> you were talking about how beautiful. And I want to be doing this too. I'm saying. I want to be able to help you take it to the next level. To be able to you understand? I'll be waiting for that text. I'll be waiting for that text in the morning. Like, girl, you know, I had 32 inbox messages. <laughs> I see it as a spiritual act, so there would be no reason for anyone to be <laughs> No. You know, so your brother go trash, sister. I want to create with you on a spiritual level. <laughs> we joking around now, but y'all know these brothers do stuff like that. Yeah, I just want to build with you, sis. <laughs> the fake, the fake, the fake conscious brothers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love my conscious brothers, but I like the real conscious brothers, not the fake conscious ones. If they see you conscious, all of a sudden they conscious just so they can try to get in your pants now. Yeah, and, and, and that's a and that is a reality that we do have to understand too as women those of us who actually are striving to be righteous because we're constantly striving because we all fall short here and there but okay. as we are striving i think that you know we do have to be careful because when you talk about predators that's men and women because you also have women that will play the role for these conscious brothers and all of a sudden, you know, they, they want to wear dashikis and afros and, and don't have business <laughs> in them, but they want what they see. Or you see oh, these yeah. sisters that, are, that, that will come up in your religious meetings. You read real talk. Okay. Real talk. And, and, will, and will try to have you to deviate from the path that you are on and tempt you in all of these things. So it happens to all of us. And then you don't know sometimes whether or not, because sex, when we talk about sex as a weapon, it can be, it can be a weapon. And there's a, me and my songs, and then I'm going to stop. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but women have had the ability of conquering, helping to conquer and bring down powerful men mm-hmm. because of their weaknesses yeah that's we need to talk mm. about that that's that's episode two yeah that, no i mean there's so many cases there's so many examples that we have yeah. of that very thing this is, is how this is how many of our um well-respected organizations and the leaderships within those organizations fail because there was somebody who was sent, particularly a woman or sometimes a man, yes. and the nature of that man or that woman submitted to their lower desires and it caused them to fall. Yeah, so stay tuned for us when we talk about the bringing down of powerful people. Yeah. Sex with yeah. that. And so the, the, the song that I was thinking about was X-Clan, and this is what really brought it to my mind. And he says in the song, he's talking about Cleopatra. Mm. And, and the lyric says, some people never get this. My sister Cleopatra is a pimptress. 
Mm. Took with a look and a little bit of charm and destroyed it and brother is a witness so mm. we have to understand that there is power yeah in this and particularly mixed with a little manipulation mm-hmm. and and the ego yeah see because we have yet to transcend ego our egos are stroked so easily Okay, well, we thank you for joining us on another conversation with the Raw Empress. We ask that you join us next time. Until then, have a good evening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.